0: Welcome to the Perky Collor Radio Show, where we talk to entrepreneurs from across the globe to learn why they started their company, what mistakes they've made, what they learned from those mistakes, and they all share an incredible success story. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Perky Colour Radio Show. I'm your host, David M. Frankel. Today I'm so excited to bring a funding guru onto the show. His name is Mark McGuire. And he's the founder of Merchant Banking Resources. Good afternoon, Mark. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, David. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us. We I always like to kick off the show with the why? Why did you start
1: Merchant Banking Resources? In 2008, 2009, you know, we had previously sold our successful mortgage company in 2007. I was getting phone calls literally multiple times a day, seven days a week, including uh, Valentine's dinner on a Sunday in 2008 2009 for my clients who were seeking working capital as their existing banking relationships were no longer valid they were asking for 25,000 and 50,000 they were giving me very good reasons why they needed the money it was for expansion or for marketing or hiring staff Restaurant staff, you know, marketing staff, or even manufacturing assistant staff, welders and plumbers—people who actually had the hands-on experience—but the business owners did not have the uh, didn't have the capital, nor was their bank continuing lending them on their lines of credit or other such sources. So we were doing it personally, doing a one-page agreement. And these are clients that I funded their homes with. You know, these were we we've, we've done three three or four thousand mortgages that our specialty was self-employed borrowers. So these were dentists and doctors and chiropractors, restaurant owners, manufacturers, and so on. So we knew who they were, we knew who they were, we knew where they lived, we knew what their revenues were. And they were saying, hey, Mark, this is Bill. Can you give me $50,000 because we're opening our second restaurant and we need to buy equipment and tables and chairs and you know dishes and so forth and hire sales staff. And of course I said, yes, because I knew who he was, where he was. I knew all about Bill. So that was our first parlay into the business. And it worked out very, very well in 2008, 2009. So much so that in 2010, we incorporated, which is now Merchant Banking Resources.
0: Excellent. It's nice that you already had a customer base and you were able to fill a void and, and help people. That's fantastic. So walk me through a little bit, Mark, as to as you've grown and scaled since 2010, so now you're talking 12, over 12 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were some mistakes you've made uh, in growing and scaling the business?
1: It's a, it's a pretty good mistake, <laughs> if that makes any sense. I, I, I've learned quite a bit from it. Uh, because my background for 20 plus years was in mortgages, wholesale mortgages for residential high net worth clients, I thought I can just simply convert that business model, which did very well for us, hiring a sales staff First, we, we, we spent two weeks training 18 people, uh, making them fully aware of our products and our services and having them take quizzes daily and a weekly test. So two weeks of, you know, 50 hours worth of weeks, so 100 hours in training. Uh, and then we, in essence, our little joke is we set them loose on the market to reach out to uh, their database. And within a matter of days, we realized we made a, a pretty dramatic mistake. And I say this respectfully. We had really educated, very intelligent sales staff, but they were not able to pick up the phone, send an email, send a text. They they they, they just uh, they had this this preconceived notion that the phone would just ring, and that's not what the case was. And it was frustrating because these people knew it knew it, all they needed to know to offer our services on our products, but they were not actively Marketing our services. I see. So, how did you correct that?
0: What did you do differently, or how, what did you learn from well, that? What, what, what product did you change to? I,
1: I'll tell you how, how we did it. Uh, and my wife's words were, "The salespeople fired themselves. They just stopped showing up for work. Believe it or not. I mean, I, I mean, it's believable now, but they just stopped coming in. Uh, they stopped their, uh, you know, total communication. So, what we did was this." As opposed to looking for people who had degrees in finance and business administrations and other such services, which, by the way, I believe in. I believe in higher education, but we wanted to get people who were, frankly, David, like you, they were already entrepreneurs, people that already knew what it takes to make a business successful and work within our business. So they were entrepreneurs working within our successful and established business model. That's what we did differently. We thought we can hire people brand new and train them from from zero to ten. And we did, but they weren't successful salespeople because they didn't have the ability to make the outbound phone calls, emails, or text message marketing. So to your point, we reached out to people who already had a database, who already had success with other businesses, successful insurance brokers, successful mortgage brokers, successful financial service providers in, in cars or mortgages or commercial real estate, and said, oh, by the way, David, why don't you consider offering working capital to your client base as well? And that converted my God, 65 salespeople to us in a matter of 18 months.
0: Yeah, plus they already have the relationships, plus they already have the experience of helping Mm -hmm. people in some other way. Uh, It's obviously a passion of theirs. It's just a different passion, different route. And I'm sure funding is always one of those problems that comes up for every business owner. So I'm sure for them, it's always another opportunity to add another feather for their cap, so to speak, another way to, to help people they're already working with. Exactly right. Excellent. Well, help me out because I know a lot of my listeners uh, run into the same challenges I run into as an entrepreneur as I hit a, a wall or a financial challenge. What are, what are some of the most common mistakes you see made by business owners when it comes to funding?
1: The first top thing, three, top yeah, five, to my like that. Yeah, yeah I, I have four of them because they, they really hit all, uh, all of the parameters you've asked for. The biggest mistake that most business owners make is they borrow money first. They borrow money first. They borrow money They have it in the bank. There's no real reason to have it except for to have it in the bank. You'd never want to borrow money first. Like I told you, my mistake 12 years ago was having a beautiful office with beautiful furniture, Herman Miller furniture, all brand new Dell computers. Everyone was dressed to the tens and we made zero revenues. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. So, you know, based on my bad experience, I see others is they borrow money first just for the borrowing of money's sake. The first thing they don't do is they do not bootstrap their business to test their business model. And that means simply this, everybody knows somebody who needs their product. The best example I can give to you is a client of mine and still my client, by the way, they have a boutique dog food production company. They have, they, they, they they freeze dry, um, fresh meat and, and it, it, it's not it, it's not uh in any way um preserved it's fresh it's fresh for two three days and when and and that's it otherwise they they they, they throw it away so this company what they what they did wrong was they borrowed money and then they didn't know their market they were reaching out to petco and costco and PetSmart, and they're like yeah no we have alpo and we have all these other huge providers that own the shelf space there's no room for you. So they went the wrong way. First, they try to be a market share when first they needed to actually have a, a, a base of, of, um, of clients. So what they did is they went to the Petco Saturday adoptions and they gave their food away for free. That was my suggestion. You know, I said, don't spend tens of thousands, take, take $3,000 of, of the money that you already borrowed, take 3,000 of that borrowed money, make a huge, Allocation of product, get five or six people out. They're here in the Las Vegas Valley. They went to the ones in Henderson and Summerlin and Vegas and North Vegas and even as far as Mesquite. And within three weeks, they had 4,300 clients. The truth is, I told them to do that. I advised them. We don't charge advisory fees. That, that, that was something that we do as a courtesy with our experience of businesses that work and do not work. They still borrow money from us. They don't need to. They're a multi-million dollar company, but they borrow money from us to buy inventory. They borrow money for us to hire staff. They borrow money for us to market because three things with our funds is what they understand. Number one, we can get it to them in 24 hours. Number two, there is no use of funds, restrictions, and number three, here's the most beneficial, there may be a tax benefit from borrowing these monies. So they keep their core capital, their core capital, even though they're multimillionaires, they don't need it anymore. It's just nice to know that we help them start from literally, you know, one van and one location, you know, they had had a van, they still have vans, they bought 30 vans now, but, uh, you know, we advise them, hey, this is what you got to do first, you got to test the market, then you got to get people Liking your product, and then build a database, and then borrow money to fulfill that need. Not borrow it first with the hope the needs forthcoming.
0: That makes a lot of sense. And what was the fourth uh, top four mistakes people make? Give a fourth the, the, like fourth... Give me top three. You want to give me one more, or, or stop, stick yeah. with top three?
1: No, no. The, the top four is this. It, it, it's a bit boring. It deals with financials. People understand, uh, you know, their margin. They don't understand their market. They don't understand, you know, their what's called their EBITDA, their earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, amortization. In essence, it means this: What's my product selling for? What's it cost me to sell that product? What is the net profit I'm making? And from that net, what is? You know, what is the business's core capital? Because if it sells for $10 and it costs you $4 to make it, you have $6 left available, right? From that $6, you're paying your sales staff, you're paying your office rent, you're paying your expenses, your gas, your delivery charges. What is the triple net from that? Most people don't do that. They think, oh, it cost me $4, I'll sell it for $10, i will make six bucks. But that is not really the true story. The true story is from that six dollars, what is your true net after all the cumulative expenses? And and that's a mistake most people make like marketplace for Facebook. It's one-on-one, but it's very hard to scale that. You know, most people are selling their five-year-old couch one time. There's not many people who can scale a marketplace because most marketplace transactions are face-to-face, you know?
0: Right. That makes sense. That's, those are all great tips. And I, I appreciate you sharing that because I know a lot of people that are listening right now to the show can relate to a lot of those things they've done at some point and they probably learned some of those lessons from you or they maybe haven't made that mistake, but now they can avoid it uh, because of your tip. So thank you for that. My pleasure. Uh, uh, If you can help people evaluate uh, future business loans, uh, what are some things you look for? What do you recommend looking for? And what do you recommend avoiding when taking out a business loan?
1: First things first is the use of the funds. It's not the dollar amount. Dollar amounts are arbitrary and they change all the time. If you want to say borrow 50000 and after you find out the use of the funds, I want to buy inventory. I want to fulfill, I'm saying it backwards. You want to make sure you have a market first. Here's your orders, then borrow the money. You don't want to borrow money first and hope for the orders because that money is costing you something you'll never get back, which is time. Time and cost. Those two things hurt every single business, or they benefit every single business. So first things first, get your orders in place. Number two, borrow money to fulfill your product. Number three, fulfill the product. And then number four, repeat.
0: So when is a good time to borrow money, Mark? Give us the million dollar answer.
1: Borrow money when you have a need for the borrowed money. And that is to fulfill product orders.
0: Short and sweet. And I, I know we all borrow money at the wrong times and hopefully at the right times. But that's the million-dollar answer, so thank you for sharing that with us. It makes sense, but sometimes we get into panics of having to fill orders or we have to fill this or fill that or this expense comes up unexpectedly. And like you said, we borrow money for the wrong reasons, and that only gets us into trouble. Well, Mark, I really appreciate you taking the time today to share with all these wonderful tidbits and insight. Share with me a success story. Maybe it's a personal success story where the company grew. Maybe it's a company you funded that now is doing – uh, major revenue as a result of some business loaning, uh, business funding you gave to them in the past. Give us a, a great, passionate uh, success story that really reinforces your why as to why you started the company.
1: We were placing ads on Craigslist and other such you know, small sources, local newspapers, Los Angeles Times, online, and so forth. We had a client reach out to us on a Craigslist ad who had one truck who was doing HVAC work, heating, ventilation, air conditioning and they wanted to borrow $100,000 to buy three more trucks. When we looked at their financials, we realized that they can only borrow about $15,000, which is way below our minimum. But this is a husband and wife team, they were in early 30s at the time. This was in 2008, 2009, and it just they just made sense. They knew they had 20 years experience by the way. He started working with his dad when he was like 12 years old. His dad passed away. That's where the van came from. Long story short, he had contracts to fulfill. People were calling. He was a junior. People were calling for David senior. He goes, I'm I'm sorry, my dad passed away, but I can help you. What's the problem? And They would say what the problem is with their HVAC. By the way, it wasn't residential HVAC. It was commercial buildings. It was schools, apartment buildings. It was Target in 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 the northwest United States. And he would go there and service it and we'd make twenty five hundred dollars on a service call. We gave him $15,000 to fulfill one order. It was for a larger company. He needed $3,000 to buy the actual material and another 3,000 pays employees to fulfill it. So the profit margin was 9,000 bucks. That was in 2008, 2009. He's been my client ever since we're friends, but we've met, we've met several times in New York or in Florida they're on vacation, we're on vacation. They're lovely people. My wife and I and his wife and I, uh, we're all, we're all friends. That being said, we went from $15,000 on one transaction uh, upward to $50,000. Now we're funding them $500,000 every single quarter. They have one van back in 2008. Now they have 54 service vans with 112 employees.
0: Wow, that's an incredible story. It's nice that you're involved with them growing that business and you become friends as a result. That's fantastic. Well, again, Mark, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, Please, uh, let's wrap up the show with how people can get a hold of you. Maybe you're a business owner listening to the show and you want to have the same kind of success that the last story shared. Uh, So share with us your social media handles, your phone number, website, email, whatever you want to give out so people can reach out to you and get some business funding or at least learn from you and
1: determine the right time to get funding. Our website is merchantbankingresources.com. MerchantBankingResources.com. You can Google us. We have multiple websites with Facebook and LinkedIn and and, uh, Instagram and Twitter and so forth. MerchantBankingResources.com. Our direct toll-free number is 888-875-7916, 888-875-7916. And the direct email, which goes right to underwriting for a disposition on, on 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 a request for capital, is approval. A-P-P-R-O-V-A-L approval at merchantbankingresources.com.
0: Excellent. Mark, you've been a wonderful host, a uh, uh, guest. I try to be a wonderful for host.
1: <laughs> yeah, great uh, job. I,
0: appreciate, I appreciate being on the show. Uh, and I, I just can't thank you enough because I know funding is always one of those big challenges that all businesses have. And if you can help relieve some of that challenge and relieve some of that funding issues, uh, it just gives opportunity for a lot more business to grow, a lot more business to get those, through those first couple of years. And uh, you offer some great tips today. So I can't thank you enough for taking the time and sharing those tips and hopefully making the next business owner that much more successful because they have you as a partner uh, moving forward. Funding is never a problem. Funding is never the reason why I can't grow and, and scale their business. So thank you for that. My pleasure, David. Thanks for being a great host
1: and I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Oh, my pleasure. You have a great day. And if you guys need funding, Reach out to Mark, let him help you, and uh, avoid the mistakes that a lot of people make. And you've now listened to another episode of the Perky Collar Radio Show. Thank you for tuning in. What is the Perky Collar? It is a collar support system for dress shirts. That's right. Over 18,000 of these amazing devices have been sold globally. How does it work? Lift the collar, add the Perky Collar with the long tapered ends on top, Lower your collar on top. Adjust to make sure it's even around the collar. And that's it. You've now transformed your droopy, saggy dress shirt collar to a brand new looking dress shirt, ready to tackle sweaters, jackets, blazers, and the collar still stays nice and tall. How do you find it? The website's is perkyllc.com. That's spelled P as in Paul, E as in elephant, R as in Robert, K as in kangaroo, Y as in yo-yo. LLC, LarryLarryCharlie.com. Charlie that's perkyllc.com. Get yours today, or if you're in Charlotte, North Carolina, visiting or live here, feel free to come by South Park Mall's kiosk located between Francesca's and Toomey. Best entrance is Magiano's and Cheesecake Factory. See you soon. Look your best. Have a great day. Perky LLC is a clothing innovation company. We solve clothing-related problems such as a droopy, saggy dress shirt collar, the pocket square that doesn't seem to sit still properly, it unfolds, it falls down, the shirt that keeps coming untucked, collar stays that keep curling on you, and more and more issues with your belt. Cracking, splitting, holeless belts are the solution. You can adjust them by a quarter inch instead of having to go up an inch or down an inch. What about that lapel you want to use as an accent color to match a dress or as a color accent to your wardrobe? This and many other fun fashion accessories are available at perkyllc.com. Beyond innovation, we also have fashion accessories, bow ties, you name it, from feather to blingy to wooden, even wooden ones that move, even wooden ones that showcase the skyline of cities all across the country. Check out perkyllc.com for all these great, Fashion accessories and innovative solutions. Are you ready to publish your own book? Do you have a story to tell? Does the world need to hear your story? Now is your chance. Go to https: colon forward slash go g o dot bestsellingbook dot com forward slash Perky Collar Radio Show. That's right. It's as simple as that. They'll walk you through every step needed to publish your own book. And watch out. Be ready to be an Amazon bestseller, maybe a Wall Street Journal bestseller, or maybe even a New York Times bestseller. It all starts with a single step and having the right team around you. Again, go to https colon forward slash go go dot bestselling forward slash perky collar radio show. Look forward to seeing your amazing results.